0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the WLC podcast, hosted by me, Wendy Lloyd Curley, a consultant and leader in direct sales. The goal of this podcast is to help consultants and leaders in direct sales and party plan businesses to be more confident, professional, and confident in their business. And yes, I said confident twice. It's available on my team's online training portal, or you can subscribe on iTunes. Now, I like to start my podcasts with a one-breath meditation for all of us to take a big, deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Okay, here we go. All right, let's go. Uh, Today I want to address the fact that I say confidence twice in my introduction and the reason that I say confidence twice is that I think that we have two different areas of confidence that we need to develop. Now the first area is confidence in ourselves. A lot of people will tell me that they're not sure that they could do what I do. They're not confident in themselves being able to present and to manage their time, manage their business do the customer service, do the presentations the way that I do. And the real answer to that is nobody needs to do anything the way that you do it. Nobody needs to do anything the way I do it. Everybody has their own style. And if we follow up a bit of a pattern and a lot of the training that our companies give to us, we're going to develop skills that give us the confidence in ourselves. And we're going to exceed our own expectations with practice. But today what I want to talk about is the other confidence, and that's confidence in the business model that we work in. We work in a direct selling business model, and it's one that doesn't always have a good reputation in the world. And I think that's partly because the people who get involved in it, number one, don't have the first kind of confidence and try it and don't succeed and then don't give it a go and don't give it a proper go. But also they don't have confidence in the business model and therefore the people who are receiving the products and receiving the sales pitch from us don't get a good vibe for the way that the direct selling channel to market works. So it all starts with us. I heard a quote from many people actually but you know if it's not working it's all your fault (laughs) what i love about that is it means that we're accountable for fixing something that's not working ourselves we can't blame anybody else for it we need to look at ourselves and if the reputation of a direct selling business is not glorious then we need to look at ourselves and see what we can do to fix that And one of the things I think we can do to fix that is to be more confident in the direct selling industry. So what I wanted to talk to you about today is the difference between a retail environment and a direct selling environment. And I believe that this podcast is going to take two different podcasts to get through because I'm really passionate about this. And once I figured out how to be confident in direct selling as a business, my business took off. And so, I want to share that with you. I want to give you that pride. So, I'm going to use this first podcast to talk to you about a retail environment because we all sell products that could be sold in a retail environment. Even if we sell services like telephony services or utilities, or, uh, you know, there's even direct selling environments where you're selling legal services and insurances. So, In that environment there there are definitely retail environments for that where you actually have a store and these small businesses I'll just call them small businesses that you would be able to set up would cost quite a bit of money to set up so let's think about what are the expenses that a small business would have if they were to set up a retail environment well the first thing is they need a place to do to do business so they need a shop or a store and so they need to find space and find a landlord and rent the space if they feel like buying the property they need to buy the property and pay the rent, pay the mortgage so either way there's a monthly or a weekly expense to being in an established place even if it's a kiosk inside of a shopping center or a mall that has a regular rent roll to be done so let's even as small as a kiosk there's an expense for that Um, what else needs to happen you need inventory and one of the things that we don't do in a direct selling environment is carry inventory but when you have a store you have to have inventory you need things on the shelves for people to look at purchase and take away and so inventory is a really important part so you need to buy the inventory but you also need to select the inventory what are you going to sell where are you going to find it how much are you going to spend for it are your suppliers going to deliver it straight to you or are they going to deliver it to a warehouse and then you get it delivered or you know do you make the products yourself and you're the manufacturer as well as the distributor my goodness there's so many things if you're in a you know clothing environment you know where are you going to get them made how are you going to make sure that the people who are making them are being paid a good quality wage You know, you have to think about who's manufacturing them, what they're doing to the environment, all kinds of really detailed things that go into your product selection. There's also then pricing. You have to price everything, figure out what it's going to cost. You need to put it into your shop and have it be displayed in a way that's going to be attractive to people who come into your store. You're going to also want to have the store decorated nicely. You're probably going to paint it. You're going to put some shelves up. You're going to have to buy a desk and put together your your point of sale equipment, whether that's a cash register or you know a, a credit card facility or uh, wrapping paper and bags and things to put stuff into when people come my goodness, there's so many things that you need. Maybe you want some beautiful music playing when people come in. So you need some speakers. Uh, you're going to need window dressings. You're going to need signage, of course. You might need some signs, posters and things with, with your your brand on them. And you're going to want signs out front so people know where your store is. Uh, you might want to have some, some advertising out in the market so now you have to advertise so maybe you you sponsor some things perhaps you in order to get people into your store and you're affiliated with uh, you know something like gym equipment maybe you then advertise at the gym so you spend some money on that maybe you put some ads into the paper maybe you put some ads onto a community board maybe you use um, online media to advertise and you actually boost some posts and have a have a budget for google or for facebook or for instagram or all of the different things that you can work on maybe you prefer to go down the word of mouth method which is a, a method a lot of my network uses and that is to be a very active networker that costs money as well you need to invest in participating with those different groups you need to join different associations and memberships and participate with them and so that costs some money and time as well Uh, what are all the other things that you need to do gosh there's it's, it's, it's a big list you need insurance you need employees oh I haven't even started on employees because you need people to be there to take care of the clients that come in all of these things that a bricks and mortar store need to do and whether it's a cafe or whether it's a clothing environment or whether it's a homeware store or whether it's a telephone service provider or whether it's an insurance brokerage or a travel agency all of these different industries have bricks and mortar stores they also have direct selling channels and so for this podcast I wanted to get your head into all of the complications and all of the great control mechanisms that you would have if you had a bricks and mortar store and the next podcast I'm going to talk to you about the direct sales model and how it differs from that and then probably in a third podcast I'm going to review the differences between the two and why I am really proud to deliver and grow and that's really what this podcast is all about to be able to grow my business with pride and so knowing the difference between bricks and mortar or a retail shop and a direct selling business is an important component to understanding where I got that pride All right, I'm going to stop now and see you next week for the next podcast, which will be all about the direct selling industry. Thanks for listening. You've listened to another WLC podcast, and this is Wendy Lloyd Curley, signing off. Bye.